How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Well, the New York Yankees have won the last game at Yankee Stadium on September 21st, 2008. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And we're back. All right. Before the break, we were obviously talking NFL quarterbacks. And we're having the full-on discussion again. Day uh, 23 straight of Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. And somebody's got a quarterback, the Jets. And before we went to break, I was listening. I was listing all of the AFC top quarterbacks and how this guy Aaron Rodgers, right, if he wants to get to a Super Bowl or – if he wants to win an MVP, the easier path is through the NFC, staying put. And if he was going to choose between the two teams that we've heard rumored as AFC trade partners, Vegas, and here in Florham Park with the Jets, he seems more like a Vegas guy to me. But back to my list of top quarterbacks, I left Josh Allen out of that list. I said Patrick Mahomes, of course, who is a freak. He, like He's the best quarterback we've seen in a long time. Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, Joe Thorough, Joe Cool. He's going to be there for a while. I mentioned Trevor Lawrence. I mentioned Justin Herbert. And I mentioned Lamar Jackson, but I left out Josh Allen. Josh Allen might lose Stephon Diggs. And Josh Allen turned into a turnover machine without Brian Dable this year. I saw people knocking Daniel Jones' numbers in the red zone. Go look up what Josh Allen did in the red zone. He turned the ball over. You can't do that. You're about to get points and you give the team. No. You give the other team the ball? No. So Josh Allen is one of the top guys. But Daniel Jones has his offensive coordinator as a head coach. And they're going to run it back with Mike Kafka, who also was in KC. And they're going to work a whole offseason with Daniel Jones as the guy now, as Danny Dollars now, after he gets paid. And he's going to lead the team. And he's going to take another step forward. The kid is athletic. He's smart. This is a Duke kid that played in the ACC and he's used to getting beat up. He's used to playing against teams bigger and better than him. That's why he was able to succeed finally his fourth year in the league. Like It didn't matter that he didn't have the best offensive line. He didn't cry once about, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the ball to Isaiah Hodgins that we got off the Bills practice squad. Whoever he had out there, Richie James, he's throwing the ball at them. And I, I just, I don't know, I, I, I changed my thoughts on Daniel Jones. I laughed draft night too. As a Dallas fan, they didn't take Josh Allen, the D.E., 
And I said, oh, no, they reached for Daniel Jones. Don't the Giants have another pick in the first round? He might still be there. But no, it wasn't a reach. Dave Gettleman fell in full-bloom love. He felt like he saw another Eli. This kid is more athletic than Eli. And I'm not going to start talking down on Eli because then we'll get a bunch of calls of people like, hey, respect to Eli and his two rings. But Daniel Jones is a quarterback in this league that you don't just want to talk down on or let go anywhere. These quarterbacks are hard to find. And yeah, there's a good quarterback class coming in. There wasn't the you know the greatest class of quarterbacks last draft. Shout out to Ocean Township's finest quarterback, the best quarterback to come out of Ocean Township besides me, Kenny Pickett. Other than that, like Malik Willis, bro, like they I, when they were having the conversation about Malik Willis, I was on the fan saying, "No, no way." Even draft night when we were at uh, East Rutherford at the FanDuel uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook, whatever they call it. I, I was on air saying, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett. If the Panthers don't take him, the Saints don't pick Like, I was hoping. I have a tweet from 2020 hoping that he went to the Steelers. The Steelers have their guy. And if the Steelers can block for him and, you know, put some more weapons around him, a defense around him, don't be surprised when you're talking about Kenny Pickett as a top 15 quarterback. He's going to take a step forward in year two. So with Daniel Jones, the Giants have their guy. You're going to pay him, but you're not going to have to pay him $45 million. On the Jets' side, Woody Johnson has already come out and said, we need a veteran quarterback. If the owner wants a veteran quarterback, he's going to get one. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Aaron Rodgers because it might not be able to be. Yes, pie in the sky. If you could dream right now of the available quarterbacks, you're not dreaming of Baker Mayfield. You're not dreaming of Gardner Minshew. You're dreaming of the quarterback that's going to be available potentially that has a Super Bowl ring, that has multiple MVPs. But does Aaron Rodgers really want to move his life to New York, New Jersey, when this guy is supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, so buttoned up with the media, talking about his inner circle and how nothing gets out? You can't do that here. You can't do that here. It just it just doesn't work. And I don't see it working, and I don't see it happening, really. 877-337-6666. I did want to mention Lamar Jackson. Because he is a top quarterback in this league that I think people also are dragging his name because of what happened with the Ravens. Yes, the Ravens made the playoffs, and he wasn't available. But that's because he was playing on a prove-it year where would you risk your career on a bad knee to come back and play that game? I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have played the rest of the season until I felt like I was going to get some guaranteed money from the team that drafted me. And they drafted him late. They stole him in that draft. I was talking last night about Deshaun Watson. And if you remember Louisville versus Clemson in college when we saw Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson going at it, it was ridiculous. Like These two guys look like they're going to be two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a long time. They're dynamic. And Deshaun Watson is a creep. Deshaun Watson, you already know the story, but for him to be the guy with the largest contract to reset the quarterback bat market like it's just the NFL is super bogus it's like I understand why a guy like Lamar Jackson's like hey I have an MVP I've won in the playoffs and if you go look at my career like all I've done is win I think out of like 60 some games Lamar Jackson has won 40 45 games he's a winner and he's dynamic he's not just a running back not bad for a running back he can throw the ball but now they've got Todd Munkin over there as their new offensive coordinator. And, you know, Lamar has put some things on social media. And people want to say he quit on the team. I don't think he quit on the team. He's looking out for his best interest. He represents himself. He doesn't have an agent. 
and he's no dummy. He sees the guaranteed money that Russell Wilson is getting. He's a way better athlete than Russell Wilson. He sees the guaranteed money that Dak Prescott has, and he's a way better quarterback than Dak Prescott, if you ask me. I'm just down on Dak Prescott. I don't want to say he's a way better quarterback. They're both good quarterbacks. But he is dynamic running the ball. When he runs the ball, when he's in the open field, he is a threat to take it to the house. He could take it to the house 80 yards. He's fast like that. He can throw the deep ball. And with Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews was just at the Super Bowl talking about we need Lamar. Like, he knows the difference between a Lamar Jackson and a Tyler Huntley. So if they end up in Baltimore putting the uh, exclusive tag on him at $44 million, Lamar does not want to play another prove-it year. He does not want to play under that. He may force his way out of there. And if the Jets miss out on Aaron Rodgers, and let's say Derek Carr was listening to WFAN while he was in Summit, New Jersey, and heard all these people say, oh, he's a bum. Oh, he sucks. Oh, he's not going to win anything. He can't play in the cold. Maybe Derek Carr heard that while he was just in an Uber, tuned in WFAN over the weekend, and he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not walking into this Jets mess. Then maybe they make a push and trade for Lamar Jackson. Let's get back to the phones. Ed is in Wilton, Connecticut on the fan. You got it, Ed. Hey, how you doing, man? Um, just wanted to make a quick point that um, I, I seen that everybody's talking about the quarterback position, all this money that they're going to be making and how it keeps going up and up. Um to make a different point, I've heard I haven't heard anybody make this um, argument that where's the NFL players union in all of this? Because it's a finite cap. They changed the rules in the game, which has made the quarterback and the receiver the most important player in the game. So the percentages, the 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 spreads between what the quarterbacks and receivers make to what everyone else makes. The more the quarterbacks and receivers are making, that's less every other position on the field has to make in their contract. Do the players union they just um, do they just uh, protect the quarterback and the running back? I mean, they, it's a team sport. You got to keep this disparity in check here because it's it's an artificial. It, it was artificially caused by the the rules changes. Uh yeah, but you know that's that's what the NFL wants. Thanks for the call, Ed. Like, who wins MVP every year? A quarterback. When we're watching the NFL, what do we do? We bet parlays on what the quarterback's going to do, what the receiver is going to do. I guess what the running back's going to do, but you can't put a parlay on who's going to get the most pancakes. You can't really, you know, put a parlay. You can bet on sacks, but you can't really same game parlay who's going to have the most sacks. It is a quarterback driven league. And what do the quarterbacks do? They throw to the receivers. Justin Jefferson was actually in the conversation for MVP. These defensive players deserve their money too. But they're not being talked about like the quarterbacks and the receivers. It's just a product. It's not. I, I wouldn't say it's been like ma- manufactured because of like the refing and the passing interference and roughing the passer. It's what the league wants and the players' union. I, I guess they can step in and say something. But like I think it makes sense. I, I just told you how hard it is to play the quarterback position, and these receivers a lot of time are the the fastest guys on the field with ridiculous hands, and they deserve the money, right? When you play fantasy football. Who's winning you your fantasy football league? Usually you need a good quarterback. Uh, really, you know, the running backs obviously in fantasy are, are thin. But, man, if you have uh, – you can get by with different running backs. You can find out like uh, Isaiah Pacheco. I was using Isaiah Pacheco at times at the end of the year. I got to the point where I was using Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon on my same fantasy team. And it's a, it's a quarterback league. It's a receivers league. These guys are going to make the top money because they're drawing all the fans. People are buying their jerseys. People are playing – fantasy football with their numbers and people are betting on their parlays 
And also, just add add to that, we're not not only we're talking about it's like it's it's so QB centric because we're talking about quarterbacks, wide receiver, but look who else is being valued in these drafts? Who's getting paid as yep. well? Offensive tackles, guys who are, need to protect the quarterback, the pass rushers, guys that get after the quarterback, cornerbacks, guys who cover these receivers. Like every, it feels it's unfortunate because like you want to see these running backs get paid for what they do, but like at some point, like when we're looking at guys like Saquon, it's like oh. That's why all these teams are so hesitant to pay these running backs because they want to save this money for when they eventually get a quarterback they feel they that they want to give out all this money to. Yes, like sir. This is why the Giants are struggling with paying Saquon and Daniel Jones because they, they want to figure out a way to get both of them in there, but if it's going to hit their cap significantly, there's no point. Doesn't make sense. For the last few nights, I've been reading off this list of the last 14 Super Bowl winners and what they paid their running backs. It, it's it's like it, you, 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 you haven't seen a Super Bowl winning team in the last 14 years pay a running back more than $2 million. The last Super Bowl team that paid uh, their leading rusher, excuse me, it isn't just running back because Percy Harvin made $2.5 million when the uh, Seattle Seahawks won it. And I'll pull that up again, but I feel like if you know people have listened to my show, they've heard me go through it, and it's fact. You know what it is. Like it's it's just not wise for you to pay these running backs fifteen million dollars. Like, perfect example, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. And we had the caller mention Ezekiel Elliott and, and Dak, and I'm like, I could I could I could literally talk for an hour about the mistakes that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones made with this team. First off. You drafted Ezekiel Elliott with the fourth overall pick? You should have taken Jalen Ramsey. You still don't have good cornerbacks. Ezekiel Elliott, two years before he was supposed to get paid, goes to Cabo. He's in Mexico, quote-unquote training, but really vacationing, partying, and he forces Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones tries to call his bluff and say, Ziku, <laughs> Ziku. Tony Pollard was already on the team. They could have literally said Zeke who and gone forward with Tony Pollard. Tony Tony Pollard isn't the Tony Pollard you saw this season when uh, Zeke got his contract, but they forced their hand. And Jerry blinked, gave him a six-year, $90 million contract, $15 million a year. That's what DJ LeMayu makes. And this guy has fallen off a cliff. You've heard me talk about Saquon in the beginning of the season. I said, Giants fans, you used the number two overall pick on Saquon. He's still explosive. He's still a home run hitter after knee injury, ankle injury, other injuries. He's still a guy that can change the game for you. Ezekiel Elliott is not, but he already has his money. And now they're looking at Ezekiel Elliott and the reports that came out yesterday when we had my show last night. I can go back and find exactly what it said. (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott's got to take a massive pay cut. And I I saw... uh, Des Bryant trying to come out there and defend him like he was hurt. All of these guys are hurt. It's the NFL. They're all injured. They they play through pain all the time. But scouts and analysts believe that Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott has little left in his legs. And his only chance of not making the league minimum is by staying with the Cowboys. And they're saying he has to take a massive pay cut. We'll see what happens with that. And we'll see what happens with Saquon's contract as well. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got to take another break. Let's break it down, Sus. We'll be right back. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
the fan in New York. Just a regular fan on the mic, Keith McPherson, taking you through the sports, sports stories, sports news, sports, 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 sports talk radio. Call me up, man. 877-337-6666 as we proceed. Let's get to the phones. We got to take calls. I've said enough. Justin is in Hazlitt, New Jersey on the fan. Go for it, Justin. What's happening, Keith? How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining the show. So, quick question. Um, I assume the Jets' intentions, no matter what QB they get, they expect them to play at least two seasons, right? Yeah, I would hope so, it's not a one-and-done with Rodgers, but you never know with that guy. Right. But Wilson's contract is up in two years. So why in the world would Wilson want to stay? And B, why would the Jets want to re-sign him or, or even C, franchise tag him? So what's the point of even keeping the kid? Uh, I mean, are you saying, like, Wilson will try and rec- – request a trade like force his way out i don't know what you know he's under contract i mean so the way i see it is they drafted him they used the number two overall pick that's like heavy draft capital on the kid to just give up on him they've given up on so many other guys in the past the kid has some skills he has some talent i think it's all upstairs i think it's all mental and i think that they know that they did wrong by him right mike lafleur came out but i mean they are giving up on him, though, essentially, by bringing anyone in. No, they're, they're going to play at least two they're, years. They're not. They're, they're giving up. Him? They're giving up on him as the starting quarterback for the Jets because the last two years you can't go a third year and push that kid back in as a starter. It'll be a revolt. The players already started to turn on him last year, but he's under contract, and like I said, that they took him number two overall. So it's on them to try and right their wrongs. They brought him in with no veteran quarterback. They brought him in. Uh, with a rookie um, offensive coordinator without that much experience. They did wrong by him by slapping the captaincy on him and saying, here you go, you're anointed as a starter week one without actually having to earn it, without actually having to learn and see how it's done. So what I think is he has no value. There's no way to trade him, and he knows that, and they know that. They can't the- trade him, I, I know, but, I mean, he strikes me as a kid that also has a lot of pride, like from his press conferences, <laughs> for good and for worse. You need but you need pride to play the quarterback position. and just waste his career? Say that again. Is he going to sit there and just rot and waste his career? He's 23. He's not going to waste his career. I mean, where, who's going to take him for two years of not playing? He, he needs another year, right? Um, thanks for the call, Justin. He, he, so let's go back. He got hurt the first preseason game. Why was he even starting that preseason game? Because they needed to find out, right? They needed to see, did he take a step forward? Can he play NFL football? This is a guy that spent his offseason out in Utah, I guess. I I thought it was Wyoming. Maybe it was Utah. He invited the guys out there, and uh, they had a good time. And all we heard about him outside of that workout and that training time and that bonding time with his team was about um, him allegedly hooking up with his mom's friend. And he played into that. And I remember seeing him. I was at Yankee Stadium when he was in Legends Behind Home Plate. He did his little tour of going to see all the New York sports, right? That's what I'm talking about. This guy has experienced the highs and the lows. He experienced the, hey, I'm the man out here, right? I'm the quarterback of the Jets, number two overall pick. And they should have, you know, even going further back, they should have thought twice about that, taking this kid out of BYU in a COVID year where he played nobody and nobody was in the stands. So fast forward to now, what is his value? What is his worth? No one wants him. He needs to put some film on tape, some good film on tape. 
He he missed the whole preseason last year. So he needs this entire offseason, and then he needs to go into next year healthy and ready and learn how to read defenses better. Get your fundamentals. Your mechanics are so important. How many times did you hear me say, Zach Wilson skipped his prerequisite courses. He he skipped his gen ed as an NFL quarterback. They put him in the game, and he just thinks he's Pat Mahomes trying to create and make plays. And It's like, that doesn't work. Pat Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith, and he had Andy Reid to learn from. Zach Wilson comes in. He's got a rookie head coach in Rob Sala. He's got a rookie offensive coordinator. He's got nobody there to say, hey, this is how you become an NFL quarterback. It was negligent. Honestly, it was reckless. I don't, I don't know how anyone thought it was going to work. So now here you are where it's like, okay, year three, we absolutely cannot use this kid. We cannot go into the season, at least, saying he's the starter. The owner already came out. That team last year, that Jets team, say whatever you want about the defense, how good they were, how they fell off at the end. That team was talented enough and hit on rookie draft picks to the point where they should have been a playoff team. I knew it was too good to be true. They should have made the playoffs. If they would have had competent quarterback play, you've heard everybody say this, just average quarterback play. If they would have just went with Mike White, they didn't because Mike White didn't have the greatest preseason. They went with Joe Flacco and the cigar statue, as Craig calls him. I love when when Craig refers to him as a cigar statue. He's literally a mannequin. The guy's cooked. He's washed. I think he's done. But he won you a game. And then he played at the end of the season. And it's just like, all right, with Zach Wilson, he needs another year to learn. There's now... Uh, Todd Downing, there's now Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe they can get through to him. And the dream would be to get Aaron Rodgers in the building because that's his favorite quarterback. That's a guy he admires. We saw the picture of them two together. Aaron Rodgers talked about, yeah, you know, we had the joint practice and they had no players two years ago. But, like, he made friends with Zach Wilson. He texts Zach Wilson. He's telling Zach Wilson, hey, get out of that building. The Jets are toxic. You're a 22-year-old kid. Go enjoy your Friday night. Don't bury yourself in that mess. You need to take a break. Can I suggest some ayahuasca or a darkness retreat? <laughs> ah, I'm kidding, Sus. I'm looking through the glass that Sus produced, and he's like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm At some point, I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of hearing the word darkness over and over and over again. Like, can I, can I just say something quickly before we go back to these calls? Like, because we talked about this before the show. When someone says that, oh, I'm going to do this four-day darkness retreat, do you believe that they're actually going to go through with that? Like anybody else aside from Aaron It Rogers. could be a gag. I thought about that, too. We don't know what this guy's doing. He could be trolling. He could be making this all up. Like, we got to check with his inner circle. Exactly. Like, I, I can't – I don't know what to believe anymore because if someone – that's the kind of thing, like a darkness retreat is something that you do – that you say that you did after you actually did it. You don't say that you're planning on doing something. You're going on a darkness why, Yeah, why does everybody have to know about it? You I, know, because he I, needs attention. The, the Super Bowl, he misses another Super Bowl, and he wants everybody to be talking about Aaron Rodgers is, is going into darkness. He's, he's, a, he's, a very, <laughs> he's a very conflicted man is what we're learning. It's like I think at the one hand, it's like I hate the media. I, I want all the distractions, all the criticism, I'm done with this. But on the other hand, there's that side of him that's like, I really want to stay within the news cycle. I want to keep my name, hearing my name over and over again. He's he's so conflicted. I was like, look, I understand that, but like at some point, you got to pick and choose. Like, do you want the attention and just be honest with, it, with he everybody? He doesn't know. Exactly. He doesn't know. He, he does not. He has no idea. And That's why he's going into darkness to find clarity. And find the light. I'm so afraid that he, I think the darkness in his mind might actually consume him. 
I'm I'm actually I don't like if he actually right? goes through. You with might this, not want him to quarterback your team after this no, experiment. He's <laughs> not even just that. that. I don't even think. Are we sure he's going to be back? Yeah, he might I'm, say I'm done. I'm scared for him. Like yeah. I hope if he's facing like if this is like some good right. self reflection, I'm actually afraid for him. We also don't know if he's coming out and, and, and just going back to live his regular life for a few days before resurfacing and hitting any media or letting his inner circle tell anyone about his darkness retreat. I, I, I'm, it's like when you do something like that, that's just – it's either going to be life-changing or, it's, or it does nothing for him. And, and we don't even know how he's going to handle it. Is he actually commit to it or is he one of those things where, okay, I'm in the darkness for a day. Oh, going to check my phone for a second. <laughs> step out. I'm going to step out of the cabin for like one day. <laughs> For like an hour. Yeah, they're feeding him um, through a uh, a little a little slot in the wall. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Darkness. Because of my complexion, he used to call me Darkness. He calls me Brother Darkness. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> darkness. What's the what's the, uh, oh you think you think you think your darkness is your ally? You you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. <laughs> Let's get back to the phones, man. Justin is in Floral Park on the fan. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's up, Keith? How you doing? Good. Watching the loser peg Jets versus the Isles 1-1 game right now. All right, cool. So uh, I wanted to talk about, like, the whole um, Jets thing, like, the last year and the whole Derek Carr thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't really think Rob Sala is that good of a coach anyway to be, you know. Like, Nobody really knows. championship level. I mean, I think I just think he just lost the team last year. People were wearing like Mike White T-shirts and stuff like All that. All gas, no brakes. Was talking trash in the media, like you positive know, it was vibes just like, only. Finished. Yeah. You know, all those T-shirts. And then they like, at the end of the season. They just didn't play well. So I don't really know how good they are. And Aaron Rodgers kind of gives me like Kyrie Irving vibes. Right. I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Self-centered. Like, um, thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Pretends yeah. to be this like deeper thinker than everybody else. Uh, he's like the white Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. And I think if he comes here, the media will just be like a circus, like how Kyrie was. Well, the white Kyrie Irving would need to be able to like dribble and shoot and have a good layup package. Well, but I guess know, he's uh, like well, football, but the sport, you know, different yeah, sport, a football, yeah, like football version of yeah. like the I mean, locker room cancer title, that Kyrie, like Kyrie Irving has. One title. Aaron Rodgers has one title. If you think about it, like you know but what I mean. Aaron Rodgers has stayed with one team. Thanks for the call, Justin. Uh, I'll say this about Aaron Rodgers, man. Uh, we've given him exactly what he, he wants. We've given him exactly what he wanted this whole time, right? I'm going to go to darkness and cut off all social media, all contact. You guys talk about me while I'm here. <laughs> all the way in New York where I have no intentions of actually going, living, playing. You guys spend every hour of your talk shows talking about me and dreaming about me. It's just giving me left at the altar vibes for the Jets fans. These Jets fans have gone through enough. And I told you, as we're talking about Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers, right? And I've, I've used the analogy of the hot girl. Yeah, I get the uh, I get the thought process of the guy that walks into the club or the bar and you start at the top, right? You go for the hottest chick in the room and then you make your way down. But like, let's say you land that hot chick and then you find out about her and she's a weirdo and she's going on darkness retreats and she sages every room she walks in. And it's like, hold on. I don't know if I'm into all of this. Like these, these hot chicks can be a headache, bro. They're, they're not always worth it. Maybe go for somebody that's attractive, good looking, but not a 10 out of a, a 10 on everybody else's standards. Maybe go for somebody that's more your speed, somebody that you could work with, somebody that's going to cost you less, that's less high maintenance. 
Jared, in Ocean County, you're back on the fan, young man. You got it now. Your phone's good. Yeah, I think so. You can hear me? Uh, kind of. Go for uh, it. So I wanted to talk about Daniel Jones. I'd like to. Yes. So do you think that anybody else could really be a contender for the Giants to pick up, or has he already established himself to be a $35, $45 million player? I just don't think anybody's checking for Daniel Jones like that. I think he had a good year for the Giants. I don't think anybody's looking at Daniel Jones and being like, wow, he can come here. And like, so like if we even, and we don't have time because we have to break, but let's, let's list all the quarterback needy teams and all the quarterbacks that like they could possibly bring in or whether it's a draft or like, I think a lot of these teams rather draft their own guy than get Daniel Jones. I think a lot of these teams look at Daniel Jones like, yeah, that's cute that you guys pulled that off. With Brian Dable, coach of the year, Giants win a playoff game. But, like, that's your guy. No one is going to pay him top dollar. The team that's going to pay him the most is the team that drafted him that needs him the most, which is the New York football Giants because they're looking to build on what they did last year. Right. Thanks um, for the call, Jerry. We got to take a break. I'm sorry, bro. Your phone issues, and I appreciate you calling. You call uh, every night, and you young boys that listen and call in, you know I appreciate you the most. But I got Sus producing, and Sus is like, hey, Time out. Break it down. Keith, come on. We got to be on time. There's, there's hella breaks. We got to get these ads in. All right. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The boss, George Steinbrenner, who passed away earlier today at the age of 80. And uh, as a Met fan, I was always envious of the Yankees because of Steinbrenner, who I have nothing but tremendous respect for. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. One, two, one, two, three, let's go. Hey, right back at it on the fan. Your boy KM on a Wednesday night. Just vibing, reading Twitter, watching the Islanders game, messing with Sus. Sus is producing for us tonight. I haven't seen Sus in a few weeks. Good to have you back. And uh, thanks for coming back and listening to the show. Whether you give me five minutes or five hours, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, excited about tomorrow. I mean, I thought I was going to do six straight five-hour shows, and I, like, was hyping myself up morning and night, like, come on, man. You could do it. It's not a marathon. 
It's not that long. You got it. You've been doing this for 15 months now. Put together your notes, put together your plan, and go in and execute. But today is the last of that run. Five straight five-hour shows. Last Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, and today. And I will join Maggie on her show tomorrow, 3 to 6. I think Daniel McCartan is filling in for me tomorrow night. So uh, from KMAC to DMAC, rock with her tomorrow. Good luck to her. And then Monday, I will join Carton and Roberts. I will fill in for Craig Carton, but nobody can fill in for Craig. We all know that. We all know that. I did not hear Craig roasting Michael K today. <laughs> I wanted to. I have to go back in the free Odyssey app and rewind and listen to Craig Carton talk about Michael K. I knew he was, uh, you know, he was teasing that he was going to do that, I think at like four o'clock, but I had to record my Talking Nets podcast. Nets fans, go look for the new Talking Nets. We did two crossover pods this weekend, one with Locked On Nets, one with Nets Kingdom. All good stuff, all good content. Later on tonight, uh, we will have Christian Winfield join us at 10 to talk about the Nets and the Knicks and a little bit of an outlook look for the rest of the season as we hope that both of these teams can be playoff teams and basketball can be exciting here in New York when we get to the spring. Um, but yeah, back to the Kester and... Uh, Craig Harton. Um, <laughs> I just laugh because one, like, I, like I know that WFAN and ESPN are rivals, but like, is it a rivalry? It's not really a rivalry if one is so much further ahead than the other. And I don't mean to talk down on the K Show, Michael K. I, I honestly used to listen to the K Show, and I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm a K fan. I've, I've always been a fan of the Kster, and you know, I broke down that wall from being a fan and actually meeting him in 2020 at one of his live shows in Hoboken around the corner from where I live, and he was awesome. And uh, so was, you know, Don LaGreca. And, you know, they actually both reached out to me when I got the WFAN gig to congratulate me and, and you know, wish me well. So, uh, you know, I've got nothing negative to say about Michael K. But I, I did see his video on Twitter earlier today, like, promoting the show. And I, I felt it felt kind of awkward. It was kind of like, uh, did they tell you to do this? Are you doing this to try and get some extra listeners? You're the caster. You don't got to do that. Like Michael K is on the radio today. We know that. But yeah. Anyway, uh, coming up at nine, we're gonna talk Yankees with my guy Jules Julian Guillarte from Somerset Patriots. He's a MILB MLB reporter. I'm super proud of this guy. Uh, he pulled up on me at American Dream and. Him and I go back a few years now through Yankees Twitter. And, you know, before I made my way, he asked for some advice, and I gave him advice, and I'm just proud to see him doing his thing. He's down there at spring training right now, and uh, he'll join us at 9, and uh, we'll talk Yanks, and we'll get into some baseball conversations then. But let's see if we can take a couple more calls on Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, Austin is in Richfield Park. What's up, Austin? Yo, Keith, what's going on, man? You know, hosting my last five-hour show for at least, like, a few more days. We'll see. Yeah, I was just to say, it's the final countdown, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to go six for six, but I got to just go five for five and have a good show tonight. That's it. Hey, so uh, I got a couple of points. One one is more serious than the other, and we'll get to that as the second point. The first one is, and as I'm just listening to all this, you know, rambling about uh you know aaron Rodgers for the past week or so with him going into 
you know, his circle and finding himself and this and that. I'm a positive guy, so I'm thinking to myself, well, what if he comes out and says that, you know, he's found his inner self and his inner self says that he needs to be in New York Jets green this fall? Yeah, that's what everybody's – like, what if? Like, that's what everybody that's a Jets fan and, and even people just in New York that aren't aren't Jets fans have been dreaming of for weeks. But, like, I wouldn't bet on that. I, I feel like that's, like, plus 1,000 to happen. Yeah, well, yeah, that plus, you know, the the pessimistic attitude of New Yorkers, it's just, you know. But I digress to something a little bit more serious in my life at least. Uh, I know you, uh, you know, talk about the Rangers and tell Ranger fans to call in. You want to talk hockey a little bit more on the fan, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, what do you take of all this Patrick Kane talk? And you know, do you Get think him. the Rangers yeah. really need, you know, Patrick Kane? We were talking thought, about him last night. Uh, let's get let's him. try and get a defenseman or something, man. Help this guy Igor out. I mean, maybe, but I feel like you put a legend like Patrick Kane on this team, that puts them over the top where you're looking at the Rangers. They're already a wagon. They had, what, seven wins in a row. Obviously, they fell off a little bit these last couple games or whatever, but you add him, and then there's a jolt of energy on top of the last trade they made. Uh, was it Tereschenko? Um, I, I don't know. I saw a video of, of Patrick Kane on Twitter where it looked like he was upset after uh, that, that trade, so... I say yeah, go I get them. Go all in and get them. The Rangers, um, I thought the Rangers were going to win it all last year. There was a day where on Carton and Roberts they were talking about what team ends the drought here. And Evan came out of the studio, and I was in the newsroom getting ready for my show. He's like, Keith, who do you think? And my first reaction was the Rangers. I don't know why I said it. I didn't even think about it. But knee-jerk reaction, first team to win a championship, I'm like, the Rangers. Could be this year. It would be best, man. They're plus, listen, I think they're undervalued. I, they're they're plus fourteen hundred to win it on FanDuel, and it's like they have some of these teams above them that the Rangers would be able to beat them at least right now, definitely. But it comes again: playoff experience, Stanley Cup, who's healthy, who's been there. It's a long, long haul, man. But I'm uh, from your from your mouth to God's ears, Keith. Yeah, let it go down. Thanks for the call, Austin. Yeah, when they got Vladimir Tarasenko. I remember seeing a video of Patrick Kane, and, it, like, the title was, like, you know, he seems, like, not pleased to hear that news. Man, if the guy wants to be in New York, if he wants to end his career here, come from the second city to the first city, get it done. I'd like to see the guy play. He had this goal the other night that I was so impressed with. He just so nonchalantly, like, flicked the puck into the net. I was like, this dude is different. Like, <laughs> I just started really watching hockey this year, and I'm like, I, I've known of Patrick Kane, obviously. The first game I ever saw, first hockey game I ever saw, was in the United Center in 2014. That was the first live hockey game I ever went to. But, like, when I saw him do that recently, and then he had a, he had a game winner the other night. I'm like, this dude's a freak. He nearly had a game, and I saw that live. He nearly had the game winner. In, per, in, in the moment, I saw that, too, live. And I, I got to tell you, first off, have you ever seen in, in any – I've never seen this, like a buzzer-beating goal. Like, that so rarely happens in hockey. It feels like it should happen more often. It's like he had the clock perfectly timed up in his head and, like, I don't know. It, it didn't It didn't go through, right? Yeah, and, and it's just, like, such an anticlimactic way to end. Could you just imagine – Everybody was a, juiced up. A straight-up buzzer-beater. But, yeah, he's going off right now, and I think he's it's – He's trying to get somewhere. He's exactly. going off like, hey, somebody could use my services – and if you put him on the Rangers, sure. I, I know people uh, always talk about the goalies and in the playoffs, you need defense, you need these goalies to stand on their heads. But I think if you put Patrick Kane on the Rangers, it's like they're a clear favorite. We'll see.
We'll see. Uh, I can sneak in a call before we go to break. Brandon is in Dumont on the fan. Hello, Brandon. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Can't complain. They've let me host five straight That's nights exactly. for five hours. I got you. <laughs> I hear you. I listen to you all the time. Thank you. Good deal. What I'm calling for is in reference to uh, the Lamar, Lamar Jackson contract. You know, we're talking. We hear him talking about he doesn't have an agent. He's representing himself. I think one of the things that I haven't heard anyone really talk about at all, Keith, is the fact that you remember many years ago, I would like to say, when Robert Griffin was quarterback in the Washington Redskins. And he got hurt playing in a playoff game, and he did it for the team. Yep. Yep, that, that resurfaced this why, year. That is, that is why Lamar is holding out. Mm-hmm. Lamar understands that, like everyone is saying, this is his payday. This is his payday. Everyone is complaining that he didn't play, play in the playoffs this year. He was hurt. So he's saying to himself, okay, I like playing for the Ravens. The Ravens have taken good care of me. But at the end of the day, if I get hurt, am I going to get this opportunity again to get this big payday? And if we take that into account, into his decision-making, which he's trying to do right now, you will see why he's doing things or why what his approach has been during the course of this contract holdout. I get it. I'm, I'm with him. I'm, 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 I'm with him. I, I wish the Jets could figure out some way to trade for him if that thing goes south over there. I, out of Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, go get Lamar Jackson. If that somehow yes. falls through, I'm getting a Lamar Jackson jersey, and you'll see me at MetLife Stadium over there in Jersey rooting for the Jets like I'm a fan of them lifelong. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and that's been my take on it, you know, as far as um, his decisions and, and where he's at right now. He's saying if I would if he would have went out here and played during the course of the playoff game, he was at eighty percent. But at eighty percent of Lamar Jackson for what is required for him to do is not enough for the Ravens to be totally successful. And Correct. he took that into account. We understand that football you play hurt, you play injured, but he would have went out there and it would have been detrimental to him long-term. Yeah, he would have risked further so, injury. Why, why, why play in a game that they may have won or lost, but let's say they lose and he re-injures his knee or he re-aggravates it. Now you have an offseason where you're, you're set back on your rehab, and no, I, I'm, I, I'm, I don't think he quit on the team. I have no problem with him uh, doing what he did, and uh, I think he's smart right now. If they try and use this exclusive franchise tag on him, I hope he says, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I want a fully yeah. guaranteed deal. Look at what I've done. Yes. He just turned 26. And, and, yes. And you can't fault him for what the Browns have done. That's not, that's not his fault, what the Browns did for Deshaun Watson. And, but like you said, but the narrative about Lamar Jackson is that how, they present, how, they're, how they're presenting him is that he's not a team player. He is a team player. This is his opportunity. He's, he's their whole organization. The, the fans there yeah. love him. The community in Baltimore loves him. Yeah. I hate that they're trying to drag him. him. They, they have to pay, pay him. him. Thanks for the call, Brandon. Joe Burrow is going to get paid. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to get paid. Trevor Lawrence is going to get paid. Justin Herbert is going to get paid. Lamar Jackson already won an MVP. He's already won in the playoffs. He's ridiculous. Running the ball and throwing the ball. Get him some receivers. I knew this thing was going south in Baltimore when they traded his right-hand man, Hollywood Brown. Those two, like, went to church together. They're thick as thieves. That's his boy. You used to always see them together. And they traded him out of there 
Like, that's going to make Lamar more inclined to want to be here? I, I hope he forces his way out. And then what are they going to say? Oh, this guy quit on the team, and now he won't come. Like, no. And the last thing I'll say about that is, you know, Mike Vick came out, and Mike Vick got into a little trouble because there was like a pregame show where Mike Vick was like, hey, I played a whole season on a sprained MCL. Yeah, Mike, that was you in the early 2000s. We don't do that anymore. And you made your money, but we saw how they did you when you got into some trouble. Lamar Jackson's trying to get his guaranteed bag. He's trying to get his guaranteed money. He was like a 30 overall pick, maybe 32 overall pick. So his rookie deal wasn't as much as it would have been if he was one or two overall. They got to pay him. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league with so much ahead of him the way that this league is going. You just saw Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson can do a lot of those same things and might be a better thrower than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, they're talking about him getting $49 million. So what do you think Lamar Jackson with no agent is saying right now? I need money. He literally had the I need money grill on. Y'all remember I need money, right? No, nah, they don't know what I'm talking about. Let's take a break. Coming up next after this break is Julian Guiarte. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk Yankees. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.